This is a HeadGum Original. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If I were you, show the best podcast around, yeah, the best podcast around, well. Can't forget about Earwolf. They got quite a few podcasts too. But back to if I were you, yeah. Well, you can't forget your mom's house. Stop. Forget Southern Crown. Don't. Who can trust some family? I Don't go wrong. Don't bang in the road. Now don't get right now. Yo, these are funny shows. You got brain drop falling on a rainy day. No, you're off script. Out of play. <laughs> the ragged flag and half mast. These are all funnier podcasts. We were trolled. We were trolled in the intro. Yeah, that was an amazing song, but he was just sort of mm. listing off other podcasts that are funnier than ours. Right, which which hurt a little bit. Yeah, but he was also a good singer, so it was like nice to at least be acknowledged right. by him. At least he was talented about it. This uh, song was actually submitted two years ago, so I'm hoping we didn't use it. Did it sound familiar to you? Um, no, but if you played a song from last month, it probably wouldn't have sounded familiar to me either. So That's we'll, right. to, we'll find out. Um, so that was by Taylor Van Cleve, who says he's 19 years old and on the latest season of American Idol. Nice. Wait, like he's he's on it as if he's like... Um, He's watching it like he's. I'm on. He's up to that one. Like he's yeah, just enjoying I'm on, it. I'm on episode six of uh, American Idol, so don't spoil it right. for me. If you know what yeah, happens what I in episode seven, I can't sing for shit, so I'm not actually on the show. But I'm pretty interested in who wins this so year. So if he's um if he's on American Idol two years ago, we could find out if, like how he did, right? Yeah, it's Taylor Van Cleave. And his Instagram is Taylor Van Cleave official. So yeah, let's see. There's got to be like a American Idol wiki out there. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that show is still on. It was the most popular thing like 20 years ago, and it's still chugging along. Did you? Did you used to watch it? Um, look, he's not on the Wikipedia for the show, but wait, that yeah. might be for season 19. <laughs> yeah, this might be a season 17 or 18 guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for me to find Taylor Van Cleave. And it's not because American Idol's not huge and he's not famous. It's just like there were so many of them. Yeah, that I don't. Did you used to watch this show like when it first came out and it was the biggest deal possible? Do you remember like watching with your family and or your friends? Yeah, I remember watching with I, I watched with the family. I voted no, I didn't vote, but I was I was invested. I campaigned for Clay Aiken. I, I knocked on doors for Ruben Studdard and Justin Guarini. I I cared who won the first. I think maybe up to three seasons. 
Like wow. I gave a shit about number one, two. And then there was, was somebody, was one of the guys named Taylor Hicks? Did he win? Yeah. There was like In a, what season? a, gr- a gray haired man named Taylor Hicks. It had to have yeah. been early on. Right. What year? That was when I stopped caring. When Taylor Hicks won, <laughs> I peaked. <laughs> in high school. Yeah, Taylor Hicks won uh in 2006. And Hicks won uh, in 6, 06. A- <laughs> Guarini won in 2003. Uh he was at 29 years old, a silver fox, became the oldest contestant to win American Idol, and also there were 200 million people watching worldwide. My god. Jesus Christ. Imagine that, a, sh- a television show that 200 million people, just to see a, a star, a star was And born. where is he now? He's not fucking, he's not even the top result when I type Taylor H.I. into Google. Yeah. That accolade belongs to Taylor Hill, who's somebody else that I don't know. <laughs> it belongs to Taysom Hill, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, these people are supposed to be, we're, we're like, the biggest mu- uh, music deals for a week. How did that not, you know, propel them into superstardom? I mean, at a certain point, the show just became about, like, you were famous during the show. It's like, I watched your season of the show, you won, and now we move on. It's like watching an episode of Jeopardy or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was Kelly Clarkson, create. really, she won the lottery. She's still famous. She has, like, a talk, a talk show, doesn't she? God, Taylor, Taylor Hicks has 54,000 Twitter followers. 54,000? That's, that's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Did Kelly Clarkson win the first time? I think she won the first season. Wow, yeah. And she's still famous, right? She has a talk show. Yeah. She's still got it. She's behind these hazel eyes. She had fucking jams after the fact, you know? Like That's cool. She made popular music after the show. I can't think of anybody else that did that. Unless, did, did Drake win season no. six? No. I feel we like just there went is, over this. Hicks won season Hicks six. Hicks won six. Yeah. Drizzy came in fithy. <laughs> and in 23rd Zizzy. There probably yeah. are people that were on this show that got famous afterwards that we don't know about because they didn't necessarily break through because of American Idol, but they're famous in their own right post. Does that make oh, sense? I yeah. Because it takes like, talent uh, to get there. Right. <laughs> and to be through to Hollywood, it for sure takes talent. Okay, can you guess who the the... Like, when we were watching, it was Simon, you know, the surly British guy, Randy mm-hmm. Jackson, that's a no from me dog, and that's Paula right. Abdul, right? Yeah, she was she was positive, a little kooky, but, yeah. you know, Do you a, think fan, all, a fan favorite. Any of them? Do you think any of them are still the hosts? I actually think I know the answer to this question. Okay, let's hear it. Because I believe it made news this year that all three of them are back for the first time hosting season 19. Wow. Hot damn. Am I right? Uh, what I can see, maybe they're coming back next year, because according to this article that I just found, the judges were um, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan. So maybe... <laughs> who, who is maybe Luke they didn't Bryan? Maybe well. <laughs> <laughs> nothing 
we've said so far matters, but that one especially doesn't matter. <laughs> Who, look, we're gotten so far away from everything. Who is Luke Bryan? He's got to be. I'm looking a, at a photo of him, and I still don't know. He's a country music star. There you go. So he's insanely famous. I, country music stars, I know absolutely jack shit about. Wow. Yeah. This guy could be the number one country music star in the world, and might be, and we just have He no likely idea. is. Yeah. Uh, all right, so shout out to Taylor Van Cleve slash Taylor Hicks, all the way down to Luke Bryan for submitting that theme song for this, the If I Were You podcast, the only advice podcast on the web hosted by us. I'm Amir. I am Jake. Um. We got one question about post-pandemic hairstyle that I feel like you're perfectly equipped to answer because he sent us photos and his hair is almost identical to yours. It's like you guys both started and ended at the same exact length. He's got a nice flow. Yeah, he's got a he's got the Trevor Lawrence locks. He can be a quarterback. Who's Trevor Lawrence? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. He does have the Trevor Lawrence locks for sure. He's the uh, number one draft pick out of Clemson. Yeah, but gonna play no, as soon as you Jack said long haired quarterback, I like it. Got I got him. He came. So here's it, this guy. Immediately went to my head. We'll call this guy Trevor Lawrence because he's a single twenty four year old man emerging from the strict confines of pandemic lockdown, and his devotion to protecting his humanity has left me unkempt. My most recent haircut took place in February of twenty twenty. Is that the same as Respect. you? Um, I believe I got my haircut maybe in February, maybe in March. It was uh, it was pretty late. It was right before lockdown, so it was well timed. Uh, okay, and then while I was never particularly impressed by my hair, it's straight and red. I feel as though I have a blank canvas to work with, given the length of my locks. So, what hairstyle should a ginger bachelor like me get that will grab positive attention? Jake, you've pulled off many a stylish cut that of Aladdin Rish. from Jaf- Jafar. Is there hope nice. for me? See attached pics. And then the picks are indeed very long, straight, mm-hmm. reddish, strawberry, shoulder length, strawberryish, blonde. Really hair. similar to my yeah. hair uh, hair coloring and length. It's it's a little longer and it's completely straight. Whereas I've got some waves. Um, yeah, so this I guy do feel like your I'm cousin. equipped. Yeah, definitely. Guys, definitely. Yeah, similar eyes and nose too. Jesus, mm-hmm. this guy. One of the Washington been... State Hurwitzes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly he's got that west coast energy yeah (laughs) uh okay so what's your plan and what should this guy's plan be i mean you can't grow it forever my plan is to grow it either down to my ass crack or until i wake up and jill has cut it while i've been sleeping which i feel like is possible like Hmm. she's nearing (laughs) a breaking point for sure oh already yeah because you're a year and a half in and it's about a foot long and in your mind the end goal is like what three years away because it has to grow for another two three feet i i think i'm i would ideally like to cut my hair i don't know around the holidays or something oh i I want to have a a nice debut moment (laughs) i want to have a long hair summer i definitely want to have a long hair summer i worked for this i waited for this I asked yeah. God for this. I prayed for this. And it's been I was delivered. Th- <laughs> on a silver platter. And a silver <laughs> In the form of a pandemic, actually. <laughs> it's like I fucking willed this into existence. This was the best year of my life. 
God uh, knew that I needed to hibernate in inside because I wouldn't. I didn't have the huevos. I, didn't, I was too vain to go outside with that mid-length hair, that awkward mm-hmm. phase. Yeah, I don't even remember. I really don't remember what last summer was at all, just in terms of a pandemic. That's all just blending into one month. But I really don't remember what we looked like, like in September of last year, like nine yeah. months ago. I look at what photos and I'm on? like, oh my God, my hair is so short. But I remember at the time, I was like, my hair is getting long. So yeah, it was like, it's bangs, all relative, almost. baby. Yeah, I had bangs in the summer. <laughs> she bangs. Um, she bangs. Nice. That was another American Idol. Remember? Did uh, Ricky William Martin Hung? win? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was in William Hung? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh yeah, William Hung. <laughs> he went to my college while I was there, and he was. You could get the American Idol was so famous that you could get <laughs> famous from being bad on it, also. You didn't have yeah. to be good. You could be so bad that you become William Hung. <laughs> he was just sweet, so everyone loved him. And then, like, we it's would like see him on campus. A nice, like, oh, there's William monotone Hung. guy that that wanted to try it up for American Idol. <laughs> oh, where's William Hung right now? That's what I have to ask. <laughs> right, let's find out if he has more insta- more Twitter followers than Taylor Hicks. That's what I need to know. And then I'll give this guy hair advice. Yeah, how many? <laughs> William Hung on Instagram. Wow, he's a. <laughs> this is perfect. Oh, this is great. Good news. He's a yeah. life and confidence coach and a yes. pro poker player. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> William Hung official has two hundred and eleven followers. Whoa, two hundred. Oh, wait, no, I'm just joking. Two- he has forty forty two hundred followers. Oh, okay. I thought you were. I thought it was two hundred and eleven thousand. <laughs> oh no! So no, no. okay. So yeah. I mean, two unimpressive numbers. And you better fucking believe he's on cameo. That's awesome. Could <laughs> do you, how much do you think it would be um, to get him to sing "She Bangs"? <laughs> William Hung cameo. Uh, I could tell you exactly how much it would cost. Thirty dollars. Okay. <laughs> Thirty dollars. That's pretty good. She yeah. bangs. She bangs. Oh, baby, when she moves, she moves. I go yeah. crazy. Yeah, we can give them like a, a "If I Were You" theme song to perform. That's awesome. Cool. I'm happy for for uh, William Hung. Okay, so for this guy, for yeah, this what guy. does this guy do? Oh, I was thinking that uh, how like we look at photos of like the '60s and everyone had a crew cut, and then in the '70s everyone had long hair, like that was the sign of the times. Mm. I think like in like. 20 30 years we'll be able to focus and like notice exactly when the pandemic was because everyone before it will have short haircuts and then everyone after it will have long haircuts it'll like define what the pandemic was i I like read an article about like um for like men's hairstyles for this summer and it's a lot of exactly what i'm doing now just like long swept back hair just like guys that didn't get haircuts and let their hair grow and are now kind of like into it yeah (laughs) <laughs> There's going to be a lot of us this summer. A lot of I've seen it on a lot of my friends as well. Yeah. See it on my brother. This guy cannot grow a beard, it seems, though. So there's a, a little difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think I would debut the long hair. Be part of the, be part of the grand reopening with uh with the flow pony. I I like the way his hair looked down. I think he could test out something like a low pony instead of a high pony. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. 
not a man bun or anything like that. So not Keep like it. high and tight, not like pulled back, but yeah, just sort of like behind the ears, but like gathered into a low pony, like Matthew McConaughey in um, True Detective, <laughs> that style. Yeah, greasy underneath, like his neck mm-hmm. being sweaty, and it sort of makes his hair Nine wet. cans of Bud Light crushed up around you and, <laughs> and torn apart into little dolls. What was the name of that evil guy in that uh, season where he's like, uh, and then that's when I met, and it was like this very evil name. Do you remember yeah. Rusty Larue or something? Oh yeah, um, Dusty Ledoux. Isn't it like Reggie Reggie Ledoux? Yeah, <laughs> Reggie Ledoux. <laughs> that was a great season of television, <laughs> and really a great was. time in our lives. That was the that was the year we moved. Twenty fourteen. It was uh, when we moved to L.A. Right. I remember watching yeah. it in the Michael Terena house. Yeah. Um, all right. So true detective um style matthew mcconaughey level Mm -hmm. the other another one is um the kid from i think it's not vikings it's oh last kingdom uh the ragnar ragnarsson look which is like what is that um it's super long on top and basically buzzed on the sides pulled back into a pony whoa it's really intense it's like a (laughs) viking i mean like Get a you could get a Viking haircut if you just Google Viking haircut, <laughs> you will see what I'm talking about. Yeah, D- that's don't you have to be big to be? You never see like a scrawny pale Viking like the. Are you calling this guy scrawny and pale? Some. No, but because like, you also said I he mean, looked like me. You said he looked like yeah. a cousin of mine, <laughs> and then you said you never see a scrawny and pale Viking. I'm just wondering what you meant. I guess when when I think of Vikings, sort of, I think of like with that train with that train foot. thought. I'm curious what I'm your intention answering is. you. Yeah, I know your answer, but I want you to you. slow down and I want you to tread lightly. <laughs> I want you to tread lightly. Uh, Go ahead. When I think of Vikings, they're always like six, like linebackers, like six foot six, two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, big strong. You guys. never see yeah. like short. Like I, I can't what, imagine that there's a Viking my height. That doesn't really jive with my mental definition of what a viking is in terms of him looking like me and this advice like is it connected (laughs) are you calling me finn is what i'm asking (laughs) um i wasn't but now i kind of do just because it seems like it was i kind of reggie ledoux don't you (laughs) nice (laughs) reggie ledoux i gotta watch that show again yeah. Been too long. This is Carcosa. I'm more of a True Detective season three fan. That's when the show. Can you really even name who was in it in season three? <laughs> no, they 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 botched two so much that I stopped watching and then stopped. Yeah. didn't even watch three entirely. I remember they, season two was so bad that I was like, I will watch season three if I hear it's good. I wasn't like, I didn't. I wasn't going to watch it myself, but I didn't check out. I was like, I'll I'll wait and hear what they say yeah and i didn't hear good things yeah so i'm out well it was like a complete anthology right like season two was like completely different actors characters and stories so it's like oh it has nothing to do with season one Mm -hmm. um all right let's uh take a break thank some sponsors answer some more questions on the other side of these messages yeah thank you to squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show bless you uh uh, did I sneeze? <laughs> no, I was blessing them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Bless them. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Gazuntait. <laughs> so you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Yes, there it is. <laughs> um, it has very simple drag and drop technology, so you can design it 
effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional-looking portfolio or online store. Yes, exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh, my God. That's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes, if you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, HiRodney.com, and then you could make the landing page you kind of waving and saying hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is ByRodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y Rodney.com. If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy, just buy for Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by I might Rodney. buy by Rodney. <laughs> I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you can find out at HiRodney.com. <laughs> uh, well, you can build anything you want. But you should go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's squarespace.com slash segments. Right. And use that coupon code, that promo code segments. Mm-hmm. So when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, So check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com slash segments. Right on. (laughs) Thanks, Squarespace. (laughs) Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our show. Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels Mm. your unwanted subscriptions. Yo, that's cool. Then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills. Wow, very nice. I mean, this is just an instant way to save cash. Yeah. And it's good to save cash because it's good to have cash because that way you can spend the cash on different that you things. haven't saved. Whether yeah. you want to spend it on a trip or a right. salad. Right. Like different ways. Those to are the two things you can buy right now. Yes, easily. You have to choose. Uh, in fact, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and helped them save an average of $720 a year. That's a lot of cash saved. That's half a billion dollars in canceled subscriptions. Man, if I had that much cash, I would absolutely rent like a three-bedroom You'd have hundreds or, of millions of dollars left yeah. over. Well, then I might even do well three. Buy a, a mansion. I would do a buy three, a yacht. I would do a three bedroom <laughs> with a one car garage, but it is it's attached, it's so you ADU. can actually go right in from from the garage and into the house. Passive you have to go income, sort of renting that space out. Right. So you yeah, if I had how much? You said, how many billion? Five hundred million dollars. So if I had five hundred million dollars, I could have yeah a. a uh, a three bedroom with an ADU studio that I could Airbnb. You could have for like a thousand of them. hundred dollars in yes, you can do whatever and you I'm want. Cash <laughs> at that point. You already have the cash. You have the half a bill. What would I do with a hundred dollars a night in an Airbnb? You'd have so much more than that. Wow. Interest alone, you can have fifty million dollars a year. Maybe I do a two car garage. It doesn't matter. Because then you I would buy whatever. Then the I would. I wouldn't want to have the second car, but you'd have. If a friend came over and it was raining, they could park in the garage and go right in through the house because, like I said, it's. You change the climate with that much money it would never rain on your parade because you'd be rich <laughs> wow and if you want to be rich you can go to rocketmoney.com slash segments that's rocketmoney.com slash segments that way they know we brought you right on thanks rocket money thanks and we're back jake do you have any oh it's a little the fight I actually don't, but I'm curious because I think you do. Yeah, mine is um, 
more what I've been doing uh, mm -hmm. this pandemic, and now it's starting to bleed out of the pandemic, which is playing tennis again. I've been playing tennis with Amir Cohen once a week. Wow. When did you start? I think we started almost a year ago, not quite at the way beginning of the pandemic, but sometime last summer, because I was like, oh, way to get exercise, distanced, outdoors. You can potentially wear a mask if necessary. And then we've been keeping it up every week. And it's fun to have like a standing appointment. So like every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we make a reservation to play tennis, play tennis. We even took two tennis lessons. His nice. wife, shout out to Jenna, gave him two tennis lessons for uh, Father's Day. So I just tagged oh, along cool. and, and we took tennis lessons. And now we're just continuing to play. What's your relationship with tennis as you, um, you know, from when you were a boy? Like how long have you been playing? I took lessons as a kid, so I wasn't starting from scratch. Like, I remember going to, like, tennis camps and, like, when I was 10 mm. and stuff like that. But I was never very good. And then I just stopped playing entirely in high school all the way up until, like, I would play, like, sporadically in New York, but not really anything consistent. And then in L.A., you could play 12 months out of the year. There's no, like, there's no mm -hmm. season where you can't play tennis. So I've just been playing tennis since I've been it's back. It's interesting because I, I also played tennis this weekend. I'm a, Whoa, where? I'm a tennis fan. Um, I went home to Connecticut to visit my parents for Father's Day. And there's courts like in Connecticut, they're just, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, Every intersection is technically a tennis court in Connecticut. Yeah. It has to be by law. But we just played it at like high school. Oh, wow. So uh, you used to play like high school, like semi competitive high school tennis. I technically played college tennis. So that Arabian. means you're pretty good, right? Like, you weren't bad. You can't be as I bad as me and play college tennis, I don't think. I was the worst or second to worst player on the team at college. So I was good enough for that. But I don't think I won a match. And I was pretty bad. <laughs> I had Do you like, think you're better than me right now? I have been playing once a week for a year you played in college, but not really since. No, I'm not. Because I've, I've played over the like the last two summers. I like will fuck around and I'll play with my brother. Like I think I've played in the last year. I've probably played tennis like maybe half a dozen times. Um, actually, maybe last summer, you know, maybe 10 times, but whatever. I'm and I'm like, there's some things that are hardwired in my brain, like I think I could ace you a couple times. Oh, you're a good serve. server. Really? And it hasn't <laughs> gone away. And I was always a good server. And I just like, whatever it was when I was a kid, I like got that motion down and it, I haven't forgotten it. But sometimes when I'm like waiting for the ball to come to my forehand, I have some kind of like weird twitch and I forget <laughs> how to hit it for a second and I'll just absolutely shank it straight up. So playing tennis for me is really weird because it's like... Sometimes I can go on autopilot and yeah. like, you know, hit a few volleys and ground strokes and it like all feels right. But then just like in one moment, I totally forget what I'm doing. So I think and you would beat me because you've been playing more consistently, but I think I'd surprise you a couple times. This would be a great video is us playing. We've never played tennis together, I don't think. That's the weirdest thing too, because like you and I, we do everything together and two people growing up on other, like opposite coasts that have basically everything in common including a sport that we grew up playing but we never ever played it 
That's we got to play tennis for $10,000 on video. I love that. And It'll we be have to live do it in the middle of the country. Meet me in Lebanon, it. Kansas in July. <laughs> yeah. How, do you think, how so do you think accurate is better? your serve? I think I've gotten better. How accurate is your serve? Um, like, you're talking about your awesome serves. Like, are those first serves going in, like, 50% of the time, more or less? Oh, wow. Um, I think, uh, honestly, I mean, right now, probably less than 50% of the time. Okay, if, that's good. That's a good start for me. Yeah. 25% of the time. Like, I think I can, in a game, I can win two points off of my serve and then it's not, how it's not enough <laughs> and how's your second serve are you getting it in most of the time just slower yeah my second serve absolutely sucks but like i have um it's i'm too scared of double faulting so i'll just dink that second serve over yeah and then it's a layup yeah any yeah. return is gonna be good right when, and i mean it's also like I don't think I'm playing with it. So far, I haven't been playing with anybody that's so good that I can't just dink my serve. No one's putting it away. I'm not getting right. Djokovic out there. <laughs> we, uh, Do you have... We... I have a, I'm, I've got a serve and volley game. I play a yeah. Sampras-style, 90s-style uh, play. What's <laughs> what's good. yours? Yeah, I like to stay in the back, sort of ease you over to one side of the court, and then I'll use my inside-out mm. forehand, maybe a top spin or a back slice backhand to sort of mm. lure you in and one out. one arm backhand, or is it two-handed backhand? It's a two-handed backhand, unless two I'm handed. slicing nice. it. Then I'll do that semi-volley, sort of cut down the ball, mm. depending on where you are oh, on yeah. the court. Yeah, mm. and I'm just like going to try slice. to work. Yeah, one second. I'm trying work to like you work you right. to the net. Yeah, yeah left Don't tell me right. one second. But We're having you, a back one second. and forth if conversation. You approach the Don't net, tell me one second. I will lob. I have enough top spin You'll to lob? lob that over. You think and you have? You think you can hit me with a top every spin lob? Yeah, no, oh, you don't yeah. know. You don't know the reach I have. You don't know the reach I have. People try to lob me. People don't. They try to lob me. I'll pick that shit out of the sky. Don't you worry about that. And I'll hammer it home straight at your feet too, right down your throat. I've never been aced or had a winner against me. I'm like a brick wall back there diving for shit. I will break my fucking I've, sternum. I've gone through a brick go wall. wall okay? I've gone through a brick wall before. <laughs> How's your grunting? <laughs> my grunt, it's bad, but I, I will. When I played my brother last week, I hit a drop shot, and then I started giggling like a little gnome, and that made him <laughs> laugh. Good. So that was good. Like, How's Micah? How's Micah at tennis? He's good. We had a really good game. He was beating me 4-1. I wow. came back. I stormed back. I went up 5-4. Then he ended up winning 7-5. In a in a tiebreaker, <laughs> that's how serious. It was, no, we didn't get it. to a tie. We didn't get to a tiebreaker. It, it was devastating, but it was also insanely hot. And we, I think, by the end, we I was like, it was like mercy that I that we didn't go to a tiebreaker. It was really hot. <laughs> Who wins more, uh, you or Cohen? Uh, I win, but it hel- it helps that his shoulder is kind of injured, so he can't really serve it very fast at all. So I sort of take advantage of that. If you should What's have your any strong injuries, stroke, uh, I am. I, it used to be backhand, but now my forehand is more accurate. I'm, I'm pretty good at hitting a top spin forehand. Interesting. Um, yeah. When we were taking lessons, uh, at one point I asked the guy, I'm like, can you serve against us like as hard as you can? I just want to see what it's like. Because he like grew up playing semi-professional tennis in high school and college and it got injured. So he just turned into a tennis instructor. But I'm like, I want to see what it's like to like 
you know, stare down a kind of good tennis player. Like, do you remember playing a great tennis player in college? I'm sure there were really good ones against you. Yeah, definitely. I remember just like getting your your racket on the serve was all you could really hope for. Just use yeah. the force to send it back. So he was like, depending on where we would stand, like ace us to the left or right. And then he's like, okay, I won't ace you this time. Like he could literally like choose where to wow. hit it past us. And then he's like, or I'll try to hit it towards you. And then he would like, like flat hit it towards us to the point where like we had to like duck out of the way because it was coming yeah. at us so fast. It was so scary and funny. That's awesome. I do remember doing like that being a trick up your sleeve that like you, most of the time you're slicing it, but if like you feel like someone's standing too far to one side, you can just yeah. hit it flat straight down the line. Yeah, I can't do that. That's that's like next level shit. What's your, what? how often does your first serve go in and are you hammering it? Sometimes I'll go for the hammer and that's like less than 10%. Like I'm just fucking wildly, I'm like, if this goes in, it'll look just awesome. Throwing but up odds are, yeah, <laughs> like it might fly out of the court or just go straight down into the ground like that's how non-focused i am my aim is that off and then and in the less power rally, i take yeah how long are your points i would say at most five to seven hits per side okay that that's but that's like the most yeah that's like but you're not like I feel like when when you're bad, it's like, okay, you're either double faulting or if I get it over, you're hitting it into the net. You know, like the the two or three point rallies. That's not yeah. that's not fun. But you're getting yeah. it over consistently. Yeah. Getting it over consistently. And then if I'm like, you know, I need to win, I'm like not going for any speed or any accuracy. You're just so backboarding. Just like, yeah, I'm just hoping to get make the other person make an unforced error. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would hate playing you. We would be playing like <laughs> ping pong. That's right. Long, slow shots. Whereas, like, I could even if I hit you all the way to the right and then hit you all the way to the left, you can you can get there because my pace is so slow because I'm so scared of missing. So I'm never going for anything yeah. that exciting. That's how I play too. Terrified of missing, which which ends up making uh, you miss more. Yeah, I guess you're, you're supposed to just hit it as hard as you can and then work work on the accuracy later. And I do the opposite. Yeah. I'm like hitting it as soft as I can, and I'm building up the strength. Right. I think that, well, because like when you're young, you're just, you're, there's a hopper of balls and you're hitting them all over and it's okay. But yeah, yeah. when you're like, when we're old and we're playing, it's like, I can't just like wail on these balls because I'll miss three in a row and we'll have to walk and get them and I'll feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> then we have to go home because I only brought three balls instead of a fucking yeah. basket filled with 300 of them. Uh, all right. We'll play tennis next time you're out here. Or I'm out there. Oh, I'd love that. I'm actually looking into a few mansions with a tennis court to purchase. That's nice. So it's like a tennis court, basketball. Did you come into money somehow? (laughs) No, I'm just browsing for now, looking at places that are a little out of my comfort zone. There's this, I was was meant to send you, an $11 million palace in gated yeah, community in I, calabasas i see that and i'm still waiting on your notes for like a script we need you to yeah. weigh in on some podcast <laughs> this cuts. one is really really nice i just it's feel 13 like, million but i can put it? in a low ball of seventy four hundred dollars <laughs> and see if they bite because a lot That's of these things rent. are priced too that wouldn't high. pay for rent in this place yeah but i i really need the tennis court now that i got the itch so we'll i'm slowly figuring that whole thing out 
but yeah i, I do actually i troll zillow a lot and there was uh near my parents house in connecticut just a straight up tennis court for sale no house it was just <laughs> land that there. was for sale but the land was improved by having had a tennis court <laughs> built on it and now it's now it's just land that you so it's like you have to buy you have to build the house but the tennis court yeah. is there the tennis court's done though so you're you don't have to worry about that <laughs> yeah that's an easy thing it's like a slab of concrete in this fucking forest that you bought how about you yeah, make the house and I'll deal with the tennis court? That's well, the I already easy built the part. Court is all. Yeah, I already there's built no the net. Court You'll have to still install. <laughs> you a can't net. get your own net. I have to do everything. I wonder if there's a, a town small enough that I can buy a house with a tennis court in it. Definitely, definitely. Like, also, I, I mean, if you move to rural Idaho, right, if you move to rural Idaho, there's going to be free tennis courts everywhere. The cities are where it's hard to play tennis. Like. In LA, you have to reserve a court. In New York, you have to show up before the sun comes up if you want to if you want to play. But like when I played at home, it's just yeah, you just stroll on. It's an unlocked in, gate. What kind of New York do you have? That's a good question because I bought a really cheap one on Amazon about a year ago, and I never really did any research, and I still am using it. But I sh- I should probably wow. upgrade my racket game. It was like a nineteen dollar Wilson or something. Oh my! So before God. we play, I think I'm gonna have to go go tennis racket shopping maybe restring mine get a shock absorber and some pro pen balls so that when we do play i don't have any excuses as to why i'm not whipping your ass up and down the court and i yeah. will be spending top don't dollar forget on a, a tennis shock bag absorber. don't forget a, a shock <laughs> absorber you don't want to sleep on that shit and i want to get it re-gripped actually so i'm gonna get <laughs> mine re-gripped re-strung shock absorber wilson frame 399 and did i mention i have a bag that is shaped like a tennis fucking racket and inside is, it is a is tennis it racket <laughs> inside is one racket and 20 sandwiches because i can't actually afford any more rackets i spent it all in the bag oh we really and my pants they're rafa nadal circa 2005 style (laughs) capris and i am wearing a muscle tee and a headband and i'm gonna beat you lefty vamos blumenfeld (laughs) vamos and i'll bring a fucking coach and I'm not allowed to look at him, or that's illegal. Uh, all right, so stay tuned for the details of that tennis matchup. Yes, fuck. A yeah. lot on the line. Actually, maybe too much on the line. It's ten thousand dollars. I know. Which I will buy you a, a which will buy you a tennis court in rural Idaho. <laughs> it's just that I put in a few offers um, on some really nice estates out here, and I need to be as liquid as possible. So I don't know if I can tie any of my free little $10,000 into these Jesus, matches man. that you have planned. Um, um, all right, let's try to answer another question. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Open marriage, I think. This is pretty good. Nice. We'll call this guy Owen Marriage. Hey, all I'm Owen. I'm 27 years old and I've been married for four years. Lately, my wife has been making lots of jokes and comments regarding an open marriage, but we've never had a serious conversation about it. However, we were recently on vacation and I asked her if she would care if I slept with other people. And she says, I really don't think I would. I'm not that type of girl. My question is, was that a green light to go for it? Or do we have to have a formal conversation? (laughs) Love Owen. (laughs) 
I mean, you know the casual like, hypothetical I asked you about? I fucking took you up on that offer. What? Yeah, I, have I said I didn't piece. think I would care, and now you have a girlfriend. Uh, and we I have a think, kid. I have a mistress. <laughs> I would think you have to have a more formal conversation indeed. But it seems like yeah. the, the formal conversation is trending in your favor if you want the open marriage. It's a green light to have the conversation is what this is. Because yeah. you can't spring it out of nowhere and be like, hey, we have to have a formal conversation about having an open marriage. But you make That's the right. joke, she's receptive, then <laughs> it's on the table. But this was not, you didn't have the conversation yet. Let's be clear. No. Yeah, it turns out it very it could very easily turn uh, turn out that like, you know, when the pedals to the metal or or when the rubber hits the road or whatever the, the phrasing is, uh, she's less into it than yeah. than you are as you're like joking on vacation, which is kind of a lighthearted, fun vibe. <laughs> when push comes to shove, you can't just bring yeah. home a lady and be like, you don't remember you said I really don't think I'd mind. <laughs> This is Haley. <laughs> this is, you're making Haley feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you definitely, I think you really said you didn't think you would mind. So here we are. Um, yeah, not, I would say, um, I would say you can have the talk if you really, really want it. But you, you have to be prepared to, you know, have mm-hmm. your wife also be down to clown with other dudes if necessary. Yeah. It's a two-way street, bro. Actually, if you can just figure out a way to make it a one-way thing, that way you can sort of... Then it's ideal for you. Be open in a way, which is what I'm sort of dealing with. I caught my lover in flagrante delicto, (laughs) red-handed as it were, and she... uh, (laughs) I've never heard that phrase before in my entire life. That's how she sort of phrased it. It was this Italian guy, and he was like, I don't know, throwing some weird terminology at me. Retroactively, he was asking me... Did you say... (laughs) What was it? It was in flagrante delicto. Um, what is that (laughs) it was so fucked up because it got to the point where i felt like i was the bad guy if that makes sense yeah i I guess guess. being caught in the act of wrongdoing in an uh, act of sexual misconduct so this guy's fucking (laughs) moving in basically and i caught him red-handed as he was (laughs) Not packing his bags, but you basically caught him like bringing it back. That's not in. you. Didn't catch him. You didn't catch him. I think you wanted to be caught. He was moving in. Yeah, they caught you off guard. <laughs> yes, that's what I should have said. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Do you mind talking to this fucker? He's like so in passionate. Your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> He's in there now. They said, "Why don't you go record a fucking show?" And I'm like, "You mean a podcast, honey?" <laughs> So that's what I'm up to. And then you did. And then you did it. Then you texted me and said, can you record now? And here we are. God, you're a pushover. <gasps> in a way, in a way, in a way. Um, all right, let's take another break. Thanks some sponsors and come back with some more cues after these. Nice. 
Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Woo! Holy smokes, Jake, you sleep on a Helix. Yeah, I'm in LA right now. you live on a Helix. Yeah, I miss my Helix. Yeah. Oh, you didn't bring it out? No, I should have. I should have. Well, you know how easy it is to take their sleep quiz, right? Yes, well, not easy, but let's 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 not call it a quiz. I don't they like call that it a quiz. It's like a two-minute quiz. Yeah. You say how you sleep, and then they match well, you with a perfect okay. mattress. They say what? They, they say based, what? Based on... <laughs> Based on your answers, they can you say this. what they say? They select what are the, the what do the talking points say? Um, Why don't you read it verbatim instead yeah. of calling the quiz easy? Well, it's like a two minute quiz. Does it say that it's easy? Uh, it's a sleep quiz. Great, uh, <laughs> great. Yeah. Why don't you stick to the talking points, asshole? <laughs> oh my right? God. Why are you mad at me? Because you're calling the quiz easy, and it's actually more of a test. No, it's not a test. It's a very simple quiz. It's actually very important. Yeah, that I simple. agree that it's important. It's complicated. Yeah, it's a sleep quiz you take. They, they ask you, like, how do you sleep? Where do, what do you prefer? And then they match you with a perfect mattress. That's that's right for you. That's true. Yes. Uh, and that personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Um, there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, they offer a 100 night trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Holy shit. But look, you're not going to need it because the mattress is kind of goaded. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders. Damn. And two free pillows for our listeners. Right on. You just go to helixsleep.com segments and use the code helixpartner20. Helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. So hop on it right now if you need to upgrade your mattress, which borderline everyone has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use that code helixpartner20, all one word, all at right. checkout. Love it. Thank you, Helix. Thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Ooh, BetterHelp. Yes, it's online therapy. Great. And we can tell you how important therapy is. Yes, imperative. It's very useful to talk to a professional licensed counselor. Yes. But it might be hard to find one. That's when BetterHelp comes in and says, no, it doesn't have to be hard. That's right. It can be easy, actually. That's right. Uh, You just... Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and Mm -hmm. you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So simple. I've tried therapy, and I found it incredibly helpful. Yeah, you were such a piece of shit before you started, and now you're marginally better for sure. Exactly, and that's just from a few years. Mm -hmm. If you stick with it, there's no telling what parts of your life you can improve. If you find yourself dealing with the depression or anxiety of the world, right. you have a specific problem with your family, friends, job, religion. It's all in play. Yep. And it's all weighing on you. That's right. Uh, BetterHelp is an easy way to talk to a therapist. Uh, so learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash segments. Segments. Yes, and that gets you 10% off your first month. Nice. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. Uh, and they give you a brief questionnaire. You, you match with a licensed therapist, and you get started very, very fast. Millions of people are trying it already. Yeah. Uh, and it's more affordable and safe than ever because it's entirely online. Love it. So check them out again. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Thank you, BetterHelp. Thanks. For sponsoring this episode. And we are back. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This one is from a lawyer in Australia, which is kind of cool to think about. I didn't realize they have those down there. I thought everyone was laws. Kind of cool, right, mate? I'll just like figure it out. You get it sorted, mate. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's all right, yeah? I hit you with a car. Yeah. We don't have to get legal involved. Legalese <laughs> and all that. Yeah, mate. You're all right, mate. <laughs> There's no doctors or lawyers here. There's just a couple of blokes playing knifey spoony. You call, <laughs> call that a lawyer? This is a lawyer. Pulls out Patrick Rafter. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's a good question. That's a good name for this Australian lawyer. We'll call him Patrick Rafter. <laughs> How many times has Patrick Rafter made an appearance in our podcast? It feels like a lot. I wonder if we can get him. Like, he's clearly not up to anything, right? I don't know. God, he was so hot. He was so hot. <laughs> I wonder if he's on Cameo, too. Is, Patrick. I mean, I don't even think he's on social media. That's awesome. Yeah, he is like Or maybe over Google 50. just didn't show me. Yeah. It's he's not fucking there. Yeah. There's somebody named Dr. Patrick Rafter and that's not him. No. And yeah. on Instagram, it's it's just a Patrick Rafter hashtag, man. I mean, my god, how could we even reach out to Rafter? We'd have We'd to go ha- to the ATP uh like Philippusis board or something. Maybe we go in through Leighton Hewitt or something that way. <laughs> getting at him from the side. To fucking Leighton Hewitt to reach out to Rafter. <laughs> I'm talking to Bjorn Borg's manager. Can Borg put in a good warg? <laughs> Mr. Borg, can I have a warg? And after we can talk Rafter. How the hell are you? Ball hits me in the side of the head. <laughs> Michael Chang, my man. How's it going? My freshman year college roommate was um, a huge tennis player and a Michael Chang fan. And he had a Michael Chang poster because he was kind of a, a short tennis player. And like Michael Chang was his inspiration. That guy wow. was really good at tennis. He would kick yeah, both of our asses. Shout out to Boris. Definitely. Oh, I thought you were talking about Michael Chang. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, my roommate. I think my roommate was named after Boris Becker, even though he was Asian. So it was like an Asian oh Boris tennis player. Respect. All right. We'll call this guy Patrick Rafter. In January of this year, I started a new job at a mid-tier firm with various departments and a staff around 25. Over the last six months, I've been plagued by one particular staff member in her 60s in the conveyancing team. I'm in commercial disputes. Mm. I don't know what that word is, but okay. Sure. We don't um, have to know. Yeah. Uh, I inherited my desk phone from a lawyer that worked closely uh, with the conveyancers. So as I understand it, this staff member must be on autopilot, dialing my extension out of habit, then realizing the mistake and ending the call before I can pick up. The first time this happened, I answered, and we did the awkward routine of joking around. But in the following weeks, it continued to happen every couple days with her clearly realizing her mistake as soon as she called because she would hang up. It really didn't bother me at the time, but this biddy is legit calling me three to five times a week, six (laughs) months later. To clarify, it's always just one or two rings. I see her name flash on the phone and then she hangs up while only momentarily it takes me out of the wor- flow of my work and endlessly frustrates me that this old mm-hmm. bag can't figure out a simple push of a button half a year later. I want to just do my job and get out. So I've never confronted her about this. To solve my problem, I've been considering a more clandestine approach in that I sneak into this colleague's open office space 
find her desk, steal her phone. However, should I just poison her? My uncle is a chemist. I appreciate your coy <laughs> guidance in my hour of need. Yours faithfully, Patrick frickin' Rafter. Okay, cool. So he wants our permission to poison his colleague. Yeah, but keep in mind he's an Australian. Phone. Yeah, he's an Australian lawyer, so mm-hmm. whatever. So he can get himself out of it. Yeah, he can figure it out, sort it out, mate. Push mate. stiff up a lip and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this does that reminds me of the uh, the animated thing we did for Stuck. Everyone should check it out if they haven't already. Yeah, you can hear my voice work in our animated series on our Patreon. Yeah. I'm sort of a polyglot in terms of accent. I'm actually an accent coach, if you can believe no it. No way. So I'll sit on an accent I was saying, couch. You bar- like you mixed we'll fig- two accents just now, like the British <laughs> and the Australian. It's a stiff well, up doing- and all that with the Australian. <laughs> right. But show me Russian. Rush. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> okay. That was... <laughs> started out kind of russian it ended i think can i interest you in a salmon (laughs) i didn't even give you an accent to portray you just were you still doing russian or were you off i was doing doing like a swedish yeah alaska like i moved to sweden from alaska from alaska yeah can i I interest you you in a salmon if you mix up the dialogue the dialect that much then yeah it's almost meaningless Right, so let's just do straightforward um, Swedish. Yeah, you have to say more <laughs> than that. You can't just be like yo, yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you. I'm from there. <laughs> okay, Brazil. Oh, welcome, baby. Welcome, what? welcome. You can't welcome. even think of something that they might say in Brazil. <laughs> You say welcome, <laughs> welcome, baby, welcome to my. Do home. one close to home, Boston accent. I'm from Boston, baby. Yeah, and I'm from, <laughs> I'm from outside Mass. <laughs> um, you're putting me on the spot, and it's like starting yeah. to now. I'm like overthinking. You said, well, you everything. said you were a dialect coach, so it's reasonable for me to put you on the spot. Because this is exactly what you do. You coach somebody. <laughs> but, like, I'm, yeah, I have to know the character. So don't just say you're from Boston. Lee, like, you are this person from this place. And then I can sort of help. That'll okay. help me guide you're, the actor. You're a which bartender. Should be you, by the way. So you're you a bartender. Suck. Yeah. I don't suck. You're a bartender <laughs> in Scotland. Okay. And somebody is trying to order a whiskey. Okay. Or scotch, you know. Bartender, hey, um, yeah, okay. Dale here. You're, by the way, you're Scott? the bartender. I'm you're getting playing, it you're to playing the fucking character. Well. You're getting it to character. Okay. Jesus Christ. You don't know scene Sorry. work. Bartender, hey, what's your name? Gah. Uh, okay, Gah. <laughs> uh, I'm visiting from out of town. My, <laughs> My name is Dale. Uh, pleasure <laughs> to meet you, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I've just been in You're and out of... spending so much time on Dale. <laughs> I'm getting like, to We already know you know how to talk in American accent. Yeah. Just... Tr- I'm a I'm a doctor, you fucking idiot. Can I have a... Um, <laughs> That's weird scene work. What's it called? Right. What's it called? Do you see this move, by the way? 
Can I have a what's it called? Yeah, I see you. you good work. It's Scotch. It's, it's just, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then the and guy then, barely talks. He's like kind of like one of those like guy Richies. So like, you're not doing uh, the accent. Right? You're not doing a Scottish. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get like you a, to do a Scottish accent. You said you needed a character. I gave you a bartender. Then you went into a fucking weird side character named Dale, who's a doctor and can't name a fucking drink. <laughs> I don't even think your scene work was strong as Dale. You like couldn't think of a of a drink, and you tried to use that, but I don't think that was good acting. You can have a whiskey, but you can't have my soul, son. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm from Scotland, and you can go kiss a guy. That was actually really good. That was, um... That was Dale's brother, uh, who's from Ireland. (laughs) Raj, who's in town. That was the bartender. (laughs) He was okay. like, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to give you a trapdoor out of the scene because you were floundering. And you were too dumb to even take that. To even... You just breezed past the exit ramp I gave you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now you're still trapped. I don't need an exit ramp, lad. All I need is a pair of Killian's Irish bowling shoes. <laughs> Let's fucking, let's get out of here, man. This is clearly yeah. not. You're going through some shit regardless of how no, good or bad my not. accent was. <laughs> I had a great day. Been, you hung me out mm. to dry, baby. <laughs> no, I didn't. It I gave you so many leaping off points. You sucked. <laughs> Killian's <gasps> Irish bowling shoes? I can't do Scottish. I can do Hebrew <laughs> and I can do English. <laughs> it's two accents then. So you're not a coach. Not accents. Languages. Languages. You said For example, you were an accent coach. Shalom. Shalom. Ani Amir. You're pivoting. So hello, what, you're, this Amir. is a different. I wouldn't have challenged yeah. you on that. I knew that you could speak Hebrew. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's call it it. We'll call it even then. So you got one thing wrong and I got the other. Okay. This guy should just scene that's right this guy can go to work go to your (laughs) office and ask for a new phone say you want a new number say people are calling it looking for the old person and you need a new number and you don't have to throw this lady under the bus you say i need a new phone and if they won't give you a new phone then you need a new desk how many people did he say worked at this company it was like 40 something yeah 60s uh 25 oh 25 okay that's enough people that you could reasonably ask for a new desk or a new phone if you need to yeah or you can block a number how hard can that be that happens all the time on my cell boom get a spam call block it boom mom right, but calling. this is a desk block phone, it. right it's a- yeah a desk phone well if you can block it that would be great but i wonder if you really can in australia i think you could probably do anything they have like all yeah. that kind of shit sorted out because um they all got it sorted mate you beat we'll COVID, you can do anything mate <laughs> <laughs> that's right and i think star 69 started in australia as like a fucking sexual joke it's like hmm star 69 remember you call that to get your the person who mm-hmm. just called you that was a really yeah. big deal and i think it started in australia so really 
Yeah, namaste, namaste, you're nasty. Figure it out without killing your fucking coworker. End of story. Oh, and uh, if you're looking for something to drink, I highly recommend a piece piece of apple or pear cider right on the other (laughs) side of the bar. (laughs) That's how you fucking do it. That's how you still the bartender. That was a Czech woman <laughs> asking for a cider because she's in town for a fucking gynecological convention in in from Prague and out tomorrow. <laughs> but if you're thinking about Scottish, you're thinking about talking like this. <laughs> End of story. I'm not fucking okay. litigating. You don't this have to be so. You're, you're being antagonistic about it. You're being defensive, and it's because, and it's because you know that you're not good at it. I think, <laughs> deep down, <laughs> deep down, I think I'm good. It's the problem is when you go a little past that, I'm starting to realize I might be second guessing <laughs> my ass. Follow my ass down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly um, alright so that's our show thanks for emailing mm-hmm. us thanks for sending us your questions and your theme songs uh, the email address for all that jazz is if I were you show at gmail.com yeah uh, if you're looking for more videos of us watching old uh, Jake and Amir episodes um, uh, potentially watching other videos like our animated series stuck uh, it's all on our patreon patreon.com slash ja Ja, damn right. Uh, opening theme song was Taylor Van Cleave, if I remember correctly. He was sort of trolling us in a way on the day, mm-hmm. making us on seem bad in terms of and that's other okay. podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we appreciated this closing theme song is by Seiji, and his song submission um, is, uh, I guess it's an original. Nothing to plug, but please give me a shout out to my friend Jack. Pronounced as it's spelled, of course. Toda. Perfect. So thank you, Seiji. Shout out to Jack. Thanks to you guys for listening. And as always, we'll be back next week. Damn right. Kiss off, why don't you? And welcome to Glasgow, you suffering fool. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm out. Stop that trying. Sucked. <laughs> Stop trying. God, that was bad. I don't even think you can do a regular fucking English accent. <laughs>